Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining me this Friday evening. I'm really excited to introduce our first guest. So I'm first going to reveal her book, obviously. My dad's funnier than your dad. And we'll zoom in a little bit or back up here. There we go. <laughs> Growing up with Tim Conway in the funniest house in America. So I'm excited to welcome Kelly Conway to the show. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. I, we were just talking a little bit about weather right before we began. So I just want to welcome everybody. Hopefully everybody's staying warm or not so cold here, like we're over here on the East Coast. But, you know, it's it's always great to have somebody on the show who um, I, I love, I'm a big fan of any type of biography or um, any anything that pertains to people about their lives, learning about them, learning about their experiences. So I was like thrilled to see the book featured on Instagram. And that's how we kind of came to chat today. You're so <laughs> young to even know who my dad is. Like, I, it, it's amazing that you know who he is. Well, so so the the first time I, I that, that was actually going to be my first thing. I was going to say my introduction to your dad was Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Oh, okay. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was your dad because I had been watching, I'd seen the Apple Dumpling Gang um, and I'd seen the Carol Burnett show, but I didn't make a connection that it was him. So so yeah. that was always so thrilling, like that he got to be in SpongeBob. <laughs> it, it's so funny because he, he, you know, our grandparents know who he is, our parents, our aunts and uncles would like ages down and down and down because he, he kind of kept it going um, for every generation. Like, I think the SpongeBob was probably the last generation. Um, but then before that was the dwarf, like the dwarf on golf when he was the, the videos yes. that he was the little guy. So also he, he tried to keep everything so clean that you could watch it with your grandparents or a three-year-old and nobody would be offended or nobody had to cover up anybody's ears or eyes. So I'm glad he, he, he did what he set out to do. Honestly, like if you know who he is and even younger than you, then, then he's happy. Well, and it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I think I had the Apple dumpling gang on laser disc. So oh, really? I'm, I'm, I'm like right in between of like that hitting of, <laughs> I started using VHS tapes, which I have some back here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the Apple dumpling gang. Cause I had that, but I, I don't have it anymore, which I feel bad, but they oh, had wow. like a special edition of like Walt Disney presents. And then they'd have pictures of the film, in the front and the back. And um, I always thought that was so cool. Cause like, that's how they'd advertise the live action films from like the seventies and sixties, like Kelly yeah. Mills and Kurt Russell. So that was always yeah. fascinating. <laughs> so, but, and, and I wanted to start off, I hope you don't mind me starting off with this um, because my sister and I were rewatching Glee and I totally forgot your dad was on Glee. I and I had listened to um, uh, the late Naya Rivera's um, uh, biography and she mm -hmm. mentions your dad. She says your dad was hilarious, so much fun to work with, but there was like some drama behind the scenes. And she mentioned that you were there. W was this the case? Like, do you remember this story or? I wasn't there. It was my, I had a stepsister. Um, they probably said daughter. They probably said his daughter. Um, she was my dad's stepdaughter. Um, but, and I think she was there and my niece was there, but yeah, there was, there was some kind of drama, um, my dad, my dad's specialty is not following any kind of a script. He, his specialty <laughs> is, um, doing what he wants to do and, and it's always funnier. So, um, I think he was kind of 
kind of following what they wanted to do, but not really, and not that he can't memorize, he can memorize a book, you know, in a couple hours, but yeah. he just, it's funnier the way he does it. So I think um, one of the stars of the show, um, should I say her name? Yeah, go ahead. Leah Michelle. <laughs> Leah Michelle um, was upset that he, um, she, she said, she asked who this was and they said, well, it's Tim Conway. And she said, well, I'm going to my dressing room, call me when he learns his lines. And Ooh. so that was the drama. Well, now I didn't include, it didn't include that phrasing, but they, but she said once that uh, Leah had gone to the dressing room, they were just palling around for the rest of the shoot because they're having a good time. They were having he, so much fun with my dad and she didn't understand, um, which, you know, I'll give it to her if she's that, um, theatrical like that's where she came from and that's you know memorize each and every punctuation and every line and never change it that's the way she does things but yeah it's not the way my dad does things and and usually they that's what they want out of him because that's what he does the best so yeah. she, she just had a different style and a different way to um perform and and it didn't match my dad's because <laughs> that that story reminded me of what was in your book about um when harvey and tim were doing a commercial and and can you exactly. tell us what the director told them i was just, yeah i was just gonna say mention that too that's so funny um i i'm a wardrobe stylist and that was actually, that contact commercial was the first job as a costume designer stylist um, that I ever did with my dad. And it just happened to be because the director that uh, was hired to do that job, I worked with him a lot. So he just kind of went, hey, I'm doing a, a job with your dad. So anyway, I was the wardrobe stylist on it. And dad, my dad and Harvey were, uh, it was for contact, cold medicine, you know, it's 30 second spot, you gotta do it fast, get all the information in. And they were so funny, they were, they were hilarious. Everybody was laughing. And, but then the notes come from the ad agency going, um, could you ask them just to take it down a notch? You know, it is a cold medicine and you know, it's, it shouldn't be that funny. And so after a few of those, my dad went, why did you hire us? You know, hire him, hire somebody else that is, that isn't as funny. So, but that's, those are the only two times I think that it's been a problem is, is, is Glee and the contact commercial. Because I literally, when I when I was holding the book in my hand, I was like, do you know who you're dealing with? You know what I mean? Like, I you know. want that. Like, I would have been like, keep going. Let's go. <laughs> I know. Well, and, you know, Leah Michelle and then the ad agency, like, they just didn't, um, they worked differently. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll stay neutral and say they just worked differently than, than what my dad and Harvey did. <laughs> well, well, your your dad. I, I didn't realize you guys had a huge family. You know, six children. Your mom, mm -hmm. your dad, and what was such a joy to read about was um, the fun things your dad would do with you guys. Especially, my favorite thing was the movie theater because my dad had a movie theater too, and we would do something just as similar as what you were you were explaining Aww. in your book. So, could you tell he, us about like the Wizard yeah, of Oz he just, story? Um... He, he made it because there were so many of us. I think mostly he did it. So it was to keep us quiet for a few minutes or just to keep us in. He, it was a hard to keep us entertained because we have the, I have five younger brothers. I'm the oldest. And but there's six kids only in eight years. So mm -hmm. we were all kind of this like little at once, you know, so it wasn't like there was an older one to take care of the younger ones. It was we were all just eight years apart. So um, I think the the. The point to all of it was he just did things and he was just, he was fun and, and, and everything he did was an event. It wasn't just, 
you know, let's go swimming. He would have a swim meet and, you know, invite all the kids over in the neighborhood. And he would use uh, garden hoses to make lanes in the pool and had a barbecue for the athletes after the, the uh, swim meet and trophies. And it, it just, it, he was always entertaining. And like with that movie theater, it was, it used to be that with the wizard of Oz was only on once a year. And when, you know, you had, it would be, build up for a month like Wizard of Oz is on in three weeks and two weeks it's on on Friday and then you know it was a big it was a big deal because you couldn't just watch it anytime you want so he blacked out all the windows in the living room and uh because it was I think it was in the summer so it was kind of dust kind of still light out and he made popcorn he colored brown paper bags with red and white stripes uh he sold tickets to get into the theater um and he had the he had the seats numbered and uh, lined up like a theater because we didn't have, I mean, I know a lot of people now, um, a lot of very wealthy people have movie theaters in their house, but this was just, uh, make it up as you go. That, but that's the most fun. Like when you can create yeah. something and that really yeah. stimulates children's imaginations and exactly. having fun, you know and what I mean? I think mean? we because got that. My brothers and I all, um, my dad's, I think his biggest, besides obviously being funny, I think his biggest gift was being resourceful and, mm -hmm. you know, grabbing anything like grabbing a garden hose and a thing and a thing. And I can, I can make you a charm bracelet with, you know, a sprinkler and uh, a spatula. Like he just, he, and so I think we all learned that from him and it helps me a lot in my job because being a wardrobe, um, you know, people think of things at the very, very last minute. And so you have to kind of scramble around and, and find stuff. So that's, I think that's the, biggest gift he gave us or gave me and, and you being able to be on set sometimes to to mm -hmm. see the carol, carol burnett show being created in front of your eyes i i love when you mentioned bob mackie because i love his like his his wardrobe was amazing and and you're watching share as well performing Gosh like in peak share, but share is share so she's great in any age any any fabulous outfit she's wearing but you're right in the middle of basically history, TV history, because yeah. it takes a turn because this is like before SNL. Yeah. And, and I didn't even, I mean, who you don't know it when you're in it, you know, when in the mid seventies, I just yeah. knew I loved Cher, Sunny and Cher. And so I'd go, you know, Hey, I'm going to the bathroom mom. And, you know, I'd slide away and, and go across and just stare at her. I wanted to be her. And, um, you don't know it's, it's, um, historic that you're watching i just wanted to go look at her and the and the clothes and the, spark <laughs> and, the and the headdresses and the you know the matching uh tops and bottoms and shoes and oh my gosh it was it was it was pretty amazing and three's company was next door to them um yeah. which was another cool thing but you don't know at the time it's just you know john you know the, oh this man i think his name is john dad john ritter yeah um oh he's so nice he brought me in and showed everything and so it just it was just people being nice and we were very, very lucky. We had a really fun childhood and still having fun actually. <laughs> well, you would think that most nowadays they probably like send kids away from the set, but you guys got to be, got really lucky. You got to be able to go around. Like yeah, that's the dream of being able to I, see things happen. I think it was before, you know, rules and, and IDs and, and age limits or, uh, you know, they did, they did tell us though, um, and I figured out while I was writing the book, I just, it just kind of dawned on me when I was writing the story about that, because my mom and dad would say, 
hey, um, you know, Thursdays are going to be the day that you can come visit us because Friday is a tape day and they don't let anyone, because of insurance reasons, they don't let anyone under 16 or 18 into the studio. And at, at that time, we're like, oh, too bad. Okay. And we believed them. But now I'm thinking like, that's not true. I bet that's not true. I bet they just wanted a grown up <laughs> night and they didn't want a bunch of kids hanging around, which I understand, but we all fell for yeah. it. Well, they have, they have to be able to go out and celebrate just like SNL has their usual, usual, typical big party. Exactly. At the end. I'm sure Carol Burnett started that. Yeah, <laughs> started exactly. That a rap party every Friday. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about your trip to London? Because I was, I, I wanted to, I, I saw that you were mentioning the Muppets and I was like, oh yeah, like peak time from the Muppets too. So what was, what was it like about that trip when you went to London? It to was, oh my gosh. Well, I'd never been overseas. Um, the furthest I had been was Canada. So uh, for my high school graduation, my mom and dad let me go with Carol and her, Carol Burnett's daughter and her daughter, Erin. Um, cause Carol's doing the Muppet show and that was my graduation present. And I went with my, with a friend of the family who became my dad ended up marrying Charlene, um, cause she was Carol's secretary. So Charlene and Carol and Aaron and I, um, all went to London. We got to fly on the Concorde, which was an unbelievable. Wow. Um, again, I mean, I think at that time, cause I, cause I had just turned 17 or 18, you know, at that point, you're like, okay, this is nice. Like it's different. You know, you start to realize like, okay, this is really special and cool. And I'm very fortunate. Um, but in London, we got to go to Jim Henson's, um, the Muppet shop and watch them make the Muppets and they let us make one. I still have it. I think it's in storage. Um, I still have I was going to ask that. I was like, do you, you know, still have it? <laughs> yeah, I still have it. I should, uh, well, next time I come across it, I'll get a hold of you and show it to you. It was just a simple, like, you know, cut a, a round circle out of a piece of foam and, and shape it and cut a mouth out and eyes and stuff. But they taught us how to make it. And I think that was, you know, that led to um, the shoes that my dad used for the dwarf character. Um, we had to make uh, foam shoes that would come out off of his knees because mm -hmm. instead of, you know, digging two holes in the ground for that character, which it, you, which it started off being so he could stand in something, um, he would just be on his knees and then these shoes would stick out from it. So it was the Jim Henson Muppet making that um, brought me to like, hey, we you know we can make them. So I, I made the shoes with my dad with the Velcro attached around and the shoe coming out of his knee. So that helped that. It all, oh, it all leads somewhere. <laughs> well, well, Steve in the chat says, uh, born in the mid fifties and McHale's Navy. I never missed a show. Aww. And, and that was, and that was, again, something I, I found out in your book was that's where your, your father met Ernest Borgnine, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, where they, they had, met before SpongeBob. <laughs> they've been friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've been friends since he started McHale's Navy in 1962. Um, and I was born that year. So he started work. I was born a few weeks later and that was his first job. Um, and I have pictures, there are pictures in the book. Um, I think there's, I'm sure there is a picture of Ernest Borgnine holding me. I mean, it's like, it's it was so like a cute. little football, but that was 1962, Jeez. but that was his first job. And, and I found like towards the, the, the end of the book, you, you find that, um, this is just for me telling the listeners, um, you find that Kelly is extremely patient because unfortunately her and the, you and the family, um, kind of had this 
you know, issue, this situation. And as somebody who worked in um, a senior living home for four years, I, I, I was understanding everything. Yeah. When you were writing about your father being sent from home to home to home, I'm like thinking this is the worst possible thing you could do to somebody, especially when they have issues. Like, I mean, you don't want to, even if you just have a cold, you don't want to move from room to, you don't want to move from your bedroom to your living room. So can you imagine if you're not doing well or feeling well to be, you know, a new set of faces and a new, a new routine and new doctors and new, it, it, it just, it was, it was too much. And I was patient for a while. And then, um, something happened where I had to pull the trigger and talk to some lawyers and, um, which like, I, end, I'm like, I I'm like so angry just hold, when I was holding the book, I was like, oh, oh, and I'm like, I would not have your patience. I'm not, <laughs> and, and you're, you're coming in there, you know, supporting your dad and you're there all the time. And I'm like, this is like the best daughter ever. You oh. know what I mean? Cause like you, 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 you were really looking out for your dad and, and your question is a question that any, any reader would have is like, why, 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 where did this start and stem? Do you, do you, do you think you'll ever know the answer as to no, why Charlene so. did what she did? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need the answer. Actually, I, if someone, if I, if it, if I were given the answer, why she did it, I would take it. But, um, I found in, in laying all these stories out and telling people about it and, and getting it out of my heart and my brain that it kind of settled, um, a, an anxiousness or, or a need to, to find out why, you know, I, it, it's mind boggling to me because it's not, uh, my dad and I, he was my best pal. He knew where I was every, and I'm old. Like, I mean, up till when he got sick, he, I go up to the mountains a lot and ski. And if he knew, you know, whenever I was traveling, call when you get there, Yeah, I'll be waiting up. And if I, and if I was traveling at night, he'd go, you know what? You're not driving to the mountains at night. You're staying here. Uh, we'll give you breakfast or leave at five in the morning if you want. But he's so protective and he was such, he was my closest pal person in the world. And, and she knew that that's what, that's what is upsetting. You know, is if I were a, you know, once every five years, father's day kind of daughter, um, then I would understand the, the confusion, but she knew, uh, how close we were. So that's, that's the disturbing part actually. Um, but my dad knew my, I, I don't know much. I don't know. I don't know if the sun's it's even so- going Weird. Come up tomorrow. The sun may not come up tomorrow because of whatever's going on. But I know my dad loved me, and I know, and he knew that yes. I loved him. So yes. that's all that matters. Because it reminded me. Because we had we had many families where there was a similar situation, and you could wow. tell who was who was truly there for them because you could yeah. see again how they reacted to their loved one. And you yes. and and clearly all the caregivers that worked with you and your dad, especially especially Jason, um, mm-hmm. they, they, they would tell you that like, he's the happiest when you're here. It's and so, and that, that was like, so good to hear and read. That still kills me. Like that breaks my heart and it, it breaks my heart, but it melts it. Like it just, you know, to him to cry when I was leaving. Oh my God, you're gonna make me cry. And I have mascara on today. I haven't had mascara on in a month. Um, it was, it was, it was hard. It was tough. And, and like you say that you have seen so many families that that's happened to, um, you wouldn't believe I was told 
by the lawyers. They said that they opened a new division in their offices for only this problem of adult children of parents with either a step parent, stepfather or stepmother, um, keeping them from their parent. It's, it's a whole thing. And it's unbelievable how the, the, what they were telling me and how often it happens. And it's, it's sad. It's, and it's, it's disgusting because she knew. Yeah. So. Don't you want your loved one to be happy and, and yeah. just live the rest of their life, regardless of if they're, you know, a changed person due to, you know, not having recollections or their, their memory, they're not really yeah. the same person. You still want them to be comfortable and happy. And yeah. yeah, again, that's why I was like, I don't understand where she's coming from with this. And, 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 and obviously I think you mentioned, I think you mentioned like the last time you even corresponded with her was, was at the funeral. Has she said anything to you about this book or have you no. heard anything from her or her daughter? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they know there's a book. I mean, if you know, there's a book, they must. <laughs> <laughs> if you found it, they must have found it. Um, I'm pretty sure they know, but I haven't heard anything. Um, I have, yeah, I haven't heard anything. It's it's too bad. It could, have, it could have been a lot different, um, and it should have been a lot different. Um, no matter what our differences were, I tried hard to, you know, let's we can't do this. You know, the two women that my dad loved the most were his wife and his daughter. Um, and of course my brothers, but dads and daughters have a, have a special bond often. Yes. Um, and, and, and a wife's relationship with a husband is not, if it was a controlling thing or a jealousy thing, it's a totally different relationship. It's not, it wasn't trying to, you know, it, it just, it was so misunderstood and it's too bad. It's too bad. Well, I, I, again, I want to remind our listeners and I put the link in the show notes, um, to the Amazon so you can actually pick up a copy of the book you really should because Kelly tells these wonderful stories about growing up with her dad and then obviously the story that we all read in TMZ and all the you know the the news outlets um but I like to hear it from the horse's mouth which is why I really wanted to talk to you today because I'm like so reading sweet. this <laughs> oh, gosh you know the book so well well I uh, I was I was really riveted by it again like I I felt your pain and I and I I just I couldn't understand it and and the fact that also Jason, um, I, the one thing that you mentioned was like Jason was getting his citizenship. This was his caregiver, yeah. And he risked getting in trouble with that for whatever reason to um, yeah. to help support you in the legal system. And I was like, this guy, he was, was like unbelievable. I amazing. still talk to him. There are a couple caregivers that I still talk to. In fact, I'm gonna have lunch with uh, one of them in a couple weeks. Um, and I'm trying to get Jason to come with us. Um, it, it, his, his dedication and his commitment to my dad was unbelievable. And it was from my former stepmom from Charlene that she said, you know, she threatened him. She said, if, if you go through with this, then who knows what's going to happen with your citizenship. And he went, you know what? I mean, he thought about it. Uh, and he said, you know, in the end, I, I'm protecting, he called him Papa. I'm protecting my Papa. <laughs> so yeah. sweet. And it's hard to find, um, especially with so much turnover and people come in and out of healthcare all the time. It's really mm -hmm. hard to find somebody who truly is there to support. Oh, and totally. that's why I was like, thank God your dad, you know, you are a wonderful support. And, and, you know, having a caregiver like that, that's a, that's an also, um, like a very, um, special bond too. 
you know, I've, I've seen it, it and because oh, yeah. they're helping you with, with a lot of things that are very private that you've done all your life and you can't help yourself and do that. And I think a lot of yeah. people don't even, that doesn't even come to their mind when they think about the caregivers and what their work is. And it is about love and, and compassion. So it's, um, caregivers are, are, and I never knew, I mean, you hear, and you, you know, you hear from friends or parents or friends of friends, like what the care caregivers and um, people keep saying caretakers. I'm like, no, it's a caregiver. <laughs> um, and how dedicated they are to their, uh, their patients and how they keep them, um, their dignity by, you know, helping them do things, um, that maybe they can't do there, there, there are angel, they are angels sent from, heaven like they're they're it's unbelievable and they and they don't they don't get much time off i mean they're some of them are 12 hour shifts and jason was like a 24 he was there with my dad 24 7 i mean mm. once in a while he would take a day to go see his parents or go do laundry but they are unbelievable and to have that like you were saying that familiar um the only constant you know taken away after he got fired was i think that was damaging you know, sad. Well, yeah, again, that throws the person for a loop because they're so yeah. used to being cared in a certain way, doing certain tasks in a certain order during the day. Right. And, and that's why I was like, it just, it was just really, it's really tough to read, but it, it is a wonderful read. And I really do suggest it to our listeners to take, to take a read Thank because, you. um, and you have wonderful pictures. Don't forget about those beautiful pictures, um, in the book. I, I was like, these are more than I've seen in any other biography. Well, I was so, like, this is great. I'm so <laughs> fortunate. The publisher was so kind to let me put so many in and that yeah. took a lot to get it from. I had thousands of photos um, to get it down to, I think there's over a hundred, 110 or something. Yes. Um, to get it down to that was hard. Uh, but we had, you know, just my mom took a lot of pictures and my dad took lots of pictures and photographers yeah. that were, uh, that were around, you know, it wasn't social media then. Uh, there was actual film and photos. And so I'm so happy they let me put so many in. I, when I get a book, I go right to the middle um, yeah, to see the pictures. The book. I just go right to the middle and, and then <laughs> I, like I put to, the like, book see away. The pictures of the people who are going to be mentioned in the book. Cause then I can like, okay, I have a face to the name and it was great. Yeah. I was like, I know who this person is. I know who that person is. I was like, it was, it was, it was perfect. And I was good. like, I oh, love good. that. Thanks. <laughs> By the way, since you're a stylist, I had one more question because you worked with, um, and I'm going to say his, the last name wrong, but you worked with Bobby. You were Bobby's assistant. Bobby um, Mannix. Mannix. She, um, she's an amazing woman. Um, I accidentally met her, not my uncle met her uh, at a diner in Hollywood. And it came about that I went down to her office to see what she was doing. And she's like, who are you? Went, well, remember we talked on the phone yesterday and she said, okay, as long as you're here, you know, take this back to macy's or bloomingdale's um she uh she did the movie xanadu um which i is, know that's why i was like oh, she did xanadu yeah. I love it. <laughs> she designed i mean that was her idea of that kind of that um silk scarf skirt that um that was really popular for a while uh in fact so i still cool. have one i kept one she mm -hmm. kind of that was her and so i got to work under her for years for five or six years until I slowly started getting my own jobs. But I just talked to her the other day. I still talk to her all the time. She's like my in-town mom. 
Oh, awesome. She's amazing. I was like, I, I, cause I, I was like, Oh, that is so amazing. You get to work with, with somebody who has such a wonderful background and then their experience, like working with them, that experience only helps you build onto your own career. And you've done, you've done so many different things too. Are, are you still working as a stylist now or, or what have you I been am. doing since COVID? <laughs> I just finished a Honda commercial yesterday. Um, actually I finished this morning. Um, I do uh, Jack in the Box uh, fast food. I don't know. You guys don't have them back east, I don't think. I don't um, think we have the Jack in the Box. No, sounds good. <laughs> um, but some fast food, lots of cars lately um, because cars were uh, not available kind of during the COVID thing. So now, now it's yeah. car mania because now <laughs> they're selling cars again. So I do less car commercials. But yeah, commercials are fun and fast and you know, if it's a hard or a terrible job that you don't love, then it's over in a couple of weeks. So I'm freelance. So I work all over the place. It, then you don't need to be, you know, someplace for three months doing a film. So that's like, mm -hmm. that's like the exactly. very great benefit of it. <laughs> that's a long time. That's a lot of, uh, have a nice weekend. And how was your weekend of three months of that? You're like, you know, I'm just, I already I'm know out. you. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's too long for me. I'm, I'm a gypsy. I gotta, I gotta move. Gotta travel. <laughs> Well, Steve has a question. He says, what was your dad's favorite shows that he was involved in? Like, what did he talk very highly of? His favorite for sure was the Carol Burnett show. He, um, when they went to work, they had the best time. And I mean, we were even too young to realize it and, and how fortunate he was to go to a job and how great a job it was that he got to go play and, you know, have fun with his friends all week. Um, for sure, the Carol Burnett show. And he loved all of the um the apple dumpling all the disney movies the apple dumpling gang um and he did a bunch of movies he that he wrote too so i'm gonna say the carol burnett show and caitlin wants to know hey girl hey <laughs> what was the process of writing the book were uh, there people that you've met along the way through this yes actually um the when my dad passed away i was it was overwhelming how many people got in touch with me um, that I didn't know that I have, and they got my address to send me physical cards and, or flowers they sent, cookies or uh, a gift uh, from all over the world. It, I, I couldn't believe it and, and it's still touching. Like, um, so yeah, there were, there because of Instagram, um, that's how you heard about the book too, is um, uh, there were a couple, there's a, a friend that uh, we've been keeping in touch since my dad passed away and she was so kind and she was really young too, like you. Um, like I, it's, it blows me away that you guys, you know, the 20 year olds know who my dad is. So, um, <laughs> she was, she was, and still is, is a friend and she's, she's become my, my, not by blood, but by, by the heart, my niece, Aww. this little one. Yeah. She's even been out to visit LA. So. That's, that's great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's brought, it's brought some really kind people, uh, because they just love my dad and there's nothing but, um, happiness and, and it's, and it's so nice to, it takes a little bit of the sting off of him, you know, passing away and not being here is to live it when people bring it up you know even when i go when i go to work and i see these you know the same groups of people at work all the time and you know some will say oh my gosh i just saw the dentist sketch or i just saw uh, the <laughs> elephant yeah. and the thing and, and and it just it makes me so happy because he makes them happy and um that's all he wanted you know he didn't 
I don't think he planned on his career going the way he did, honestly. Like, yeah, he, he, he would have been just as happy um, working at the hardware store in Chagrin Falls outside of Cleveland where he grew up, where he grew up. Um, maybe he would have owned it by now, but uh, <laughs> he would have been just as happy to be there because um, I don't know. He didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't an actor. He didn't go to acting school or comedy school or he just, he was just funny. Well, with a lot of, we have so many different films about the making of or the, the how this person came to be now, especially with the, being the Ricardos coming out. Um, yeah, I and just my, saw that. It, it was really good. And it's, great. and it's a great movie. I love like when they do, sometimes they do the, the TV specials of how a show came together. Like they did one for Three's Company and Gilligan's Island. Yeah. So my question is, I know Carol Burnett and Vicky are still around from the Carol Burnett show, but if they sure. were to do something in, in, in that, in that retrospective showing how that show changed TV variety shows forever, yeah. um, who would you love to see play your dad and who would you love to see play you? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Hmm. You could play me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. I'd be honored. Okay, that's yours. I just have too big of a nose, but I will we'll work on the, it. <laughs> that's fine. Mine is too. Um, that could be like in the 70s when I was like, you know, it was 80s, 20s. Um, to play my dad. Gosh. Because he had a you lot know, of big comedies who that. loved uh, comedians who loved him. You could because you were saying that all these people would come up to you. So yeah. And they and 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 people like Jim Carrey, um, said oh. once like I, he said to my dad he said i i do what i do because of you and because of what you did like there's um people oh. that that got into the business because of watching my dad and carol burnett and harvey and everybody so um there are plenty of people uh <laughs> that that could do it i'm sure i don't know jim carrey depending on all you know where they where it was placed and what year but jim carrey's pretty awesome he loved my dad Oh my gosh. He's it, it, I would love to see so him do nice. an honor to that. Pardon? <laughs> I would love to see him do something where like it would honor your dad like that. That would be fantastic. I'll start writing it. What time is it? <laughs> start writing it tonight. Well, my dad's in the chat. He says, I think Tom Hanks could play Tim. Ooh. Oh, that's a good so idea. Tom plays okay. everybody, but I think I, that would be fun. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a good idea. And then it'd like, probably be different people like 70s and then 90s and then. 2000, you know, um, but yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, dad. Thanks. Think about that. <laughs> I would say John, if John Ritter were alive, I would say he would be, um, Oh, that's a good one. He, he was so similar to my dad in their oh, physical yeah. comedy and, um, Kevin Nealon too, uh, is Ooh, really, he's, he reminds me so much of my dad. Um, it, it's just his timing and his conversation, his dry sense of humor and the way he tells stories uh, is so much like my dad. Uh, that would be, I didn't even think of those two, but that would be really great. I, I when you, when you mentioned John Ritter in the book, I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause both, both were hilarious. Probably the best. Um, like you get that presence of them being, so warm and present like a dad and so especially when john did his show before he passed away and i'm yeah. like that's what i feel when i think about your dad or john or or comedians that really have that warmth like you know that they're they're very true and they just want to make you laugh and have fun so that's why i i really i really enjoyed this book again 
Um, it's my dad's funnier than your dad. And it's true. Uh, although my dad might. My, <laughs> Don't, no, your dad's listening. Your dad's yeah, I know. Listening. He might type and say otherwise. But actually, I think my dad and your dad would have been best buddies because that's what my dad. My dad does his own shtick, too, because he so has his like, infomercials about dads and daughters. <laughs> exactly. So um, but again, the uh, the link to go and get the book is is on Amazon. It's in the show notes below. Please get a copy. Okay. And, and, and uh, Kelly, I think the only thing I, I'm sad about is that you couldn't like really officially do a book tour. Cause I'd love for you to sign mine. <laughs> well, where are you again? You're back East. I'm back East, but, but, you know, hopefully we can get you on a book tour. Cause I'm sure a lot of people would love to meet you in person. And, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will be able to connect with you on, on what happened and, and how yeah. you were just so graceful and, and sweet with everything that came at, came at you because it was, it was, it was very difficult for you. It was hard. Um, and, and my brothers too. I, I, I think boys, well, I'll say my brothers. I, well, boys, maybe I think girls, I think daughters and girls run into a fire like that. Like they run into that burning building to save their dad or, you know, their mom, but, um, and my brothers are, were just as close with my dad, but boys are like, <laughs> great. Dad, he sounds like he's doing fine. I got, I had to go. I think they get, I think boys can't handle as much I'll say my, not boys in general, I'll say my brothers couldn't handle as much as, um, as a girl can. Cause they just, it's emotional. It's very it's emotional. emotional. Yeah. And, and when you and grow up during a specific, um, era, and I think it's still true to this day, it's like you, you're, you're, again, you're programmed to feel a certain way or not show your feelings. And, exactly. and, and that's why we, that's why I, I love asking the questions I do. I love having people on like you that I do because, you know, emotionally, I get charged by the things that you write, the things that people sing and, and perform. And and that's that's the connection that we make. And I think a lot of people get nervous and they're like, I don't want to say anything. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and, and they shouldn't be. So, yeah, I kind of got a it's, sense of that in the book. I was like, she's there emotionally and physically. And the guys are like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. And like I said, I think it's a girl thing to just, you know run into that burning building. Oh, it, absolutely. And, and, and you're there and you're present and, and it's so, it's so evident in the book. Again, thank you very much for being on the show this evening and thanks to everybody thank so in the much. chat for all the questions. They were so yeah, really good and, questions. And if, if, you know, I, th I feel like the world is lightening up a bit um, with the COVID thing. So maybe when that's all, cause we've been doing everything, you know, from home and uh, yeah. uh, via, our computers and phones. So when it starts lightening up and maybe uh, we'll do a book signing, I would love to do it. It's I've met the nicest people doing everything and can, and we text on Instagram. So um, we'll figure out how to get your book signed too. You know, that would be great. Way. Well, I'm coming to California later this year. So maybe I'll, I'll take you out for lunch. Cause you, you did are, the show and you're so great. sweet. Yeah. That I would, would love great. to yeah, meet you in person. And for then sure. we'll, we'll get Jim Carrey in on it and we'll start <laughs> talking about the movie. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Casting. We'll do work. We'll cast everybody at lunch. We'll start working. Yeah, of course, Carol's going to play Carol because she okay. won't. Yeah, she, can, she can play her. <laughs> Maybe Vicky will play Harvey. Who knows? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she could do it. She could do anything, actually. 
Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been thank you for having me. A Thanks lot so much. <laughs> so sweet. And again, remember, take a look at that link in the show in the show notes, everybody. Please get a copy. And uh I'll I'll keep you guys if you're following me on my social media, also follow Kelly on Instagram. Hers is also in the show notes. And if their book tour does happen, please sign up. Come on, Kelly wants to meet y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you and and have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Thank you again, Thanks. Kelly. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. <laughs>